With retirement age on the rise and younger generations starting their first jobs, businesses are now employing up to five generations of candidates. So, how can we best combine wisdom of experience with youthful innovation? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. Paul Jacobs is the founder of Jobgram, a recruitment marketing studio. He joined me at the booth at the Australasian Talent Conference 2019 to share his insights on Gen Z and what this new cohort of candidates are bringing to the workforce. What is Gen Z? What is the makeup? And when are they entering the workforce? There's a lot of different definitions around Gen Z, starting at approximately like five years old, going through to 19. Right. But most of the research and commentary that I've been noticing, it's around 10 to 24 okay. age, age group. Let's touch on job advertising. Some of your thoughts I'm really interested in around then how these people will approach and be, and be approached with job opportunities and you know where they're hanging out in the digital landscape as well. I think that's, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. It's a great question. So one of the observations is that they, they really crave their authenticity. They, they smell fake from a mile away. So I think it's a real challenge for us as employers to engage with them to on a on a level where where we, we start a I guess a conversation. Mm, okay. And we make it not just about us and, and, and what we're looking for and who we are yeah. as, as 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 employers, but what's important to them. One of the key things I because I'm still learning as well. Yeah. And that's one of the one of the reasons I've I've taken a, I guess a deep dive into this whole whole topic area is that they really are passionate about making a positive impact in a career. Um, there's a bit of blurring of lines between uh, work and life. I don't I don't even think the the term work life balance applies to, to this okay. to this cohort. So when we're looking at um, and, and they're looking at making a positive difference um, to society, which is great, which sounds fantastic, then therefore the, the opportunities and the work that they're looking to undertake, is it right in sort of saying that that's grouped in a theme where a company has a really strong corporate social responsibility scheme or is, is doing positive, whether that be environmentally or politically? Is that fair comment? I, I reached out to a number of different employers in, in New Zealand and Australia and, and one of the key themes that came across was that they were hearing from their Gen Z job seekers that they are wanting not just to see here the virtual sing- signalling yeah, yeah. Um, around we, we, we care about this and we do this and diversity and inclusion and we clear, care about the environment and things like that but we actually but they want to actually see specifics yeah. they want to see examples okay. there's that thirst there there's quite a lot of noise around different employers saying that they're doing these things whether yeah. it be pride environment whatever yeah. what are they specifically doing is, is something that is, is going to tug at their, yeah. their heartstrings a okay. bit more I, I yeah. find and have that create that bit more of an emotional connection because they're also seeing themselves in, in how they could create that impact Obviously, with their peers and their friendship networks, etc., it must be important for them as well to say, "Well, you know, I'm working at this company, and, and I'm really proud of that, um, and, and we're doing X, Y, and Z." And then I imagine does it create a bit of fear of missing out amongst some other people? I think FOMO yeah. is is one of the key motivators right. for, for, for really? this, for yeah. this group. It's there in all the commentary. They, they said that there was that element of wanting to know what their colleagues are up to yeah. on, on social. It was a touch of what are their colleagues doing in a career. 
yeah. and are they, what's their career path? What are the development opportunities that they're having? Because this is a very entrepreneurial group. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and, and in many ways they're more entrepreneurial compared to the, to, to the millennials. Yeah. Many of them might be having like a passion project that they've been working on or a side, a side hustle that's, yeah, that's okay. they're becoming their, their main hustle. Another key sort of theme that came out yesterday from both the GNZ panel and from the employers that I reached out to is that we need to get in touch with the Gen Zennials earlier, even when they're like still at school, still school and yeah. um, not in their later years at school, but sort of early stages of high school even, to start engaging with them. There's an element with this group as well. They believe that they have the technical skills. They've done their 10,000 hours. They've used YouTube to, to help them in that process. But they have some hesitancy around moving into the full-time workforce. Oh, okay. And I think there's some opportunities there for employers to provide some coaching, some mentoring. And potentially help influence their education if they're still in that as well and they're seeing a career path and to, to help them specialise in certain subjects, etc. Is that how granular potentially employers should be getting? We should start thinking about partnerships with these, okay. with these um, young people and not sell them, hey, this is what we're offering in this organisation but this is again what's important to you and just having that career conversation and not making it about selling anything and and finding out what's important finding out what's important yeah and and you mentioned as well having a bit of a side hustle and some passion projects as well is is that sort of a bit of a demonstrated uh, factor of the gig economy really playing out in real terms perhaps doing those side hustles and passion projects they might be more likely to have two or three things on the go at the one time Yes, yeah. uh, you know, and, and over their career, they, they could they could potentially have it up to sort of like 12, 14 different yeah. jobs yeah. and maybe four or five different careers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, they, and they might have different careers within the same company. Once they're entering into the, work, into the workforce and, and what at the moment we can possibly have up to five different generations in the one workplace, conceivably we could, which is amazing to think about it, communication styles, how they like working. Even though they, we're living in this world of social media and, and technology and, and always being online, in a talent attraction and in an engagement context is, is that we can provide a matrix along the whole recruitment and selection workflow. At the front end, I think we can use that, those technologies to, to reach out, but we also need to like show up at careers events and, and think creatively about how are we going to meet this, this audience and where we're going to meet them. So I think we need to find out where they're going to hang out. So I think it's a bit of a challenge for employers and HR professionals to find out what channels they're using, how are they engaging, what tone yeah. of, uh, should, tone should of voice. we be using yeah. and all those sorts yeah. of things. Um, and then once that we grab their attention, how can we get them to apply quickly? But then we still need to have that, I think, that human connection because again they don't they, they smell fake <laughs> yeah sure the skills that they bring the the really strong attributes into a workforce what are you excited about how, how are they going to shake things up I think it's that whole youthful um, enthusiasm yeah yeah <laughs> it's great and I don't, like, I don't think it's just a Gen Z annual thing it's like any new age group does bring in a, a fresh flavor and, and I think we have to be very careful about these generalizations in some ways because mm. within this current group We've got, there's a lot of diversity. People aren't necessarily thinking themselves as, as 
being a particular gender in, in, in many cases. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they prefer to think about their own personal pronouns. Yeah. And there's a lot of diversity, so yeah. they'll bring in that flavour into the, into the workforce, particularly if, if they are consulted and uh, policies and procedures are, are crowdsourced to them. Yeah. Organisations will benefit from, from, their, from their knowledge and, and from their input. They have that entrepreneurial spirit, they're hardworking, and as long as we provide a developmental path and, and the tools, whether they be digital or face-to-face or, or, or blended, yeah. organisations will benefit from, from, their, from their knowledge and, and uh, enthusiasm. Yeah. In terms of advice to people in talent acquisition, particularly when we're looking at attracting them into the workforce, what advice would you give to those people? One of the key things I would suggest would be to, for a talent acquisition, for a sort of talent leader, mm. is to stay curious. And, and to follow consumer brands, not just what other employers are doing, but see how they're in, engaging with consu- how consumer brands are engaging. There's, there's quite a lot of stuff that's happening in that space. Um, follow Gen Z influences. Yeah, okay. Um, find out where your Gen Zs are and what they want. Get on these social platforms. Be open to encouraging and evaluating candidates in new ways. Crowdsource and or include Gen Z on content strategy and creation and showcase your employer brand constantly. Mm. It's really important. Yeah. I think we, we need to do more as, as employers in, in that area. I think we show up on one or two type platforms, but we need to be there on there and we, and we need to think of ways how we're going to cut through the noise. Get more visual in how we engage them. They, they like video. It's a media that they that they, they gravitate to. And I'm finding a movement away from talking heads type approaches yeah. um, and talking about how great it is to work in the organisation. And, and sometimes that doesn't come across as in a very authentic way to actually something that, that is really emotionally engaging or or entertaining, like New Zealand Police, for example, okay, for yeah. their uh, recruitment videos. They, they're, they're so much fun to watch, and they go viral. But at the same time, as you watch it, you get a feel for the, the, the people and, and the type of work that you will be doing and, and also the, mm. the, the skills and attributes that they're looking for. Maybe even with video, don't even have a voice track. Maybe just a, a visual a visual tour. You know, show it, don't say it. But unique and genuine, and and, and I'm, I think that's great advice that you're giving there because to your earlier point, they are consuming so much content in a digital landscape, and yet how do you cut through the noise and, and make it personalised to them? I, yeah. I think some of the points you ran through them, they're going to be measurably beneficial for, for hires when they're thinking about getting the right message at the right time to the right people. And I think employers need to try a little bit harder as well on their technologies. They want to work with cool tech and yeah. work in a high-tech sort of world. So if that's something that, that you can offer... Then, then definitely like showcase that. Put on their career sites. Showcase it in in, in social posts. Showcase that you've got a career path. Um, and those sort of and showcase those career development opportunities that you can specifically apply. And showcase those flexible work arrangements. That's a key motivator for this group. Showcase those well, wellness programs if you offer them. Those are unique. Differentiate. Yeah. Those unique value propositions that, that an employer has. There is a bit of a concern around. And it's come up in some of the sessions at ATC around ghosting and pulling out. Sometimes they're getting multiple off- offers and they might be hanging out for their first choice offer. Pardon my ignorance, I'm going to put, what is ghosting? I'm sorry, it's not a term I'm familiar with. So ghosting is where someone has made an offer, even a, a request for an interview, but they, they don't show. Okay. And, right. and that's, that seems to be on the rise. And it seems to be on the rise from this Gen Z group. So it's a bit of an imperative that I think we 
we need to keep the communications channels open. They're holding back until they something appeals in the area in which they want to uh, to delve into. To delve yeah. into yeah. whether you know, organisations need to think smart about that. It's a fascinating subject. Thank you for doing so much research. Thank you for enlightening me. It sounds like there's a lot to look forward to. So, Paul Jacobs, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. That was Paul Jacobs, founder of Jobgram. To hear more talent talks, head to insightsresources.seek.com.au. I'm Hamish Coots.